Hey dear Tyler, good afternoon. I'm back with you again. And yeah, oh, August has been a very sporadic month for us. So apparently I had an August visitor, like typically um, in that way. My mom came over and she was around for like a week. And yeah, yep, there was a lot going on. Uh, did not necessarily have the privacy if you get of recording right? but it was nice to have her around um just having the whole mother's touch just seeing how she's aging gracefully so it was, it was fun but that's one thing that really contributed to my inability to make um episodes right so one thing that i'm really really trusting god for is to be able to to get you know real podcast equipment because right now i'm just using my phone and other things which is it, it's yeah it's it's fine but then it's quite limiting in some ways you know but anyway that by the wayside so i'm back and i'm giving it you know back to back back to back so um it's really really going to be nice really going to be fun some things have been happening over the weeks uh, a lot of people have reached me, you know, telling me about how dear Tyler has blessed them. And, you know, it's quite humbling because for for people to be vulnerable enough to, you know, come up to you, get into your DM and tell you that, okay, this stuff that you're doing is really, really blessing them. It's, um, I don't know, it's it's just, it's really nice to hear. I know that I've said this before. I've spoken about it before, but I really just want to, you know, express my gratitude to God and then to everyone that shares this um, amazing, amazing podcast. I remember two years back when I started, I would have never thought that it would have this impact, really. There are a lot of people that I, I need to thank. My whole Dear Tyler community people have been absolutely amazing. In fact, one of them, um, somebody sent me a DM. And there's this very, very silent member that um, literally enters into people's DMs and says, okay, have you listened to this podcast? Go over and listen to it. The person has been an immense support. Uh, you know, I'm really grateful to, you know, a lot of Dear Tyler community members. They keep on sharing this podcast with others. There are a lot of other people that are not part of the Dear Tyler community, but they're sharing it. Thank you so much. And then um, very, very great support systems like Jalof Radio. You know, every time I just come online, they're either um, retweeting, you know, one of the episodes that are done and, you know, giving a little synopsis to it. Thank you so much, Jalof Radio. I I don't know. I, I, I just really hope that we, we grow together in a very, very big way. Thank you so much. And you know it's you know just doing it out of the benevolence of their heart, each and every one of this. It's they're just doing it. It's I mean, it's not a paid promotion or nothing, but they're just being simple, simply amazing. Thank you so much, Love Radio. So let's head back to you know our discussions. You know over time, we've we've had very compelling topics, right? So the first one was created with purpose and then the last episode that we had is you are good enough right you're good enough so we're talking about mind self-development building yourself you know 
working or acknowledging the things that are in your life. Now, today's episode is, it's a gift. It's a gift. One thing about creatives, right? Typically, one thing about creatives is there is this inert expression or there's this thing about creatives that drives them towards the point of competition, right? So there is a whole lot of competition that literally happens. It's not like very direct where two individuals um, actively proclaim competition. It's a very, very biblical way of saying it, but it's, it's more of like a mental thing, right? And from that competition, it sends from, you know, some level of comparison, you know, so you're comparing what you're doing with another person. Like, let me say, for instance, now I'm, I'm a podcaster now, and then I am beginning to compare my own podcast with another person's podcast, even with the fact that we're probably uh, engaging this same art in a different niche, in a different, with a different style, right? But then there's this thing that usually creeps in that makes us to compare ourselves. And then remember the last episode, spoke about the fact that you are not a second grade individual what you carry is not a second grade thing right yes you may need to refine it you may need to build on it right it's not even a me thing you would have to build on it you would have to refine it you would have to structure it in a way that expresses its uniqueness but it is not second class it's not second grade it's not second class it's not second grade and a lot of times we get plagued, you know, when we have certain things about us that we do not tend to necessarily appreciate, right? We do not tend to necessarily appreciate. I was having a discussion with a friend and, you know, the person keeps on talking about, oh, hey, Binga, you write amazing songs. Oh, hey, Binga, you sing very well. Hey, Binga, you write very well. You know, you're very compelling with your words and everything like that. And somehow within me, I know that it is, or, or rather I know that I, I do possess a certain quality when it comes to my ability to write or sing or something. But I would not deny the fact that there are a lot of times I don't think it is worthy to be dished out. One thing that has plagued me for a long time, I don't know if it's my perfection, um, me being a perfectionist, you know, that whole thing usually happens with with melancholy um, individuals, people that have that temperament, right? The melancholic temperament. I don't know if it stems from the fact that I'm a perfectionist. So I really want things to, to go in, you know, word for word, detail for detail, you know, dot for dot or if it is my um, you know lingering battle with self-esteem you know self-doubt and all where you just somebody just don't think it's good enough right you just don't think it's good enough for instance when I started Dear Tyler in 2021 along the line because and usually these things stem from maybe like results or receptivity, how people receive your 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 art or, or you know, things like that. 
Then, there, there, there was this time, you know, after I'd done the toilet for a while, I think I was approaching my first uh, anniversary. Like, the toilet was coming like a year. And I remember the first episode, like everybody was just listening, you know, all of the support, people are listening, you know, the friends, you know, everyone just saying, share this, you know, they were sharing it on their status. And we got quite a lot of listens. And there was this picture in my mind that we're going to, you know, just continue climbing up your, up your, up your. And somehow it got to a point where I would not have up to 30 listens in a month, literally, not have up to 30 listens in a month. And I just felt like, nah, um, maybe this podcasting thing is not for me. And then with the encouragement of a whole lot of people and then working on different strategies, I kept at it and get to see it now, right? Get to see it now where we are literally connecting with people from all over the world. Sometimes I sit down and I'm like, imagine if you had stopped doing Dear Tyler because you felt that you were not making progress or you felt that it was not it was not a valuable it was not a valuable pursuit at that time remember I started this episode telling you that a lot of people have been reaching out and you know being extremely grateful people have been pulled out of depression because of it or been pulled out of depression because of it. People have been liberated from every mental, uh, you know, every mental attack. A lot of them, a lot of people have expressed that. And, you know, for me, you know, like I said, I asked myself the question, what would have happened if I didn't do it? This person would have probably not gotten that testimony. Now, God is absolutely merciful. God is absolutely merciful that he would probably create a way but what happens if that other way to disobey like I did or something right so this you know it just kind of like broadened my mind that you see one thing God has been teaching me right is that your audience does not have to be in front of you your audience doesn't have to be in front of you 70% of the people that listen to Dear Tyler are not on my contact list apparently I found out 70% of people that listen to Dear Tyler are not even on my contact list, which is quite shocking. You know, um, I I get to see the the reads, I mean, the listens, the numbers and all. And compared to, you know, the people I send it to, right, and then the feedback that I get, I hardly do get feedback from people that even know me or people that I know. It's always strangers. And... That was the problem that I had, that I was looking at the value of my gift based on the receptivity of the people within my sphere, the people that I could see. And whether they received it or not became my yardstick for judging the value of what I was doing, which was absolutely wrong. I'll give you another instance. I am a songwriter and I'm a very, very good songwriter. You cannot imagine how much it took for me to say this right now. Because over time, I started writing songs from the year 2000, well, secondary school. And I remember my first song. I think I've sang it for you guys. I'm not too sure. But I have written songs from the year 2000. This is 2023. 
and no year has passed that I've not written a song. In fact, at the peak of my of my songwriting journey, but sometime went back in Zion, I think around 2009-2010, not exaggerating, I probably wrote two songs a day. They could be three-liners, they could be complete songs, whatever it is, even if they were fragments, but there was no day that passed that there wasn't an expression of a song written. There was a time when I was writing, I had, um, I was keeping archive of my songs and all. I kid you not, close to 500. It was, you know, so big, so much. And, you know, a lot of people did like it. But I remember when I would go to minister, right? I would go over to minister those songs. And I didn't get the reception that other people got. Right. Being at the session that other people got, so I I really I I really hope you'd understand the perspective from which I'm coming from. So it's not a slight on anyone or or anything, right? The particular vicinity in which I was at that time, like it had to be like fire breathing kind of songs, you know, um, something that could engage the love chants. Um, there are a lot of like one-liner songs where they keep, they keep on repeating, repeating certain things. But then, when I come to sing, what I think is like everyone just sits down and then just listens. And, and you know, the listening aspect is, I used to sense this level of boredom. I don't know if it was just my my um, personal uncertainties or if it was true that they were just bored. You know, and then some people like, ah, oh, they got nice singing. You know, lovely song. And then maybe just one person will come and be like, that song that you sang was for me. That song that you sang was for me. That song that you sang was for me. And then, you know, yeah, you guys are my guys, so I can tell you. They don't necessarily give you the same appreciation that they give other people. They don't give you the same acknowledgement that they give other people. There's this level of receptivity that you would hope for that you won't get. And I literally just felt like my songs are not good, you know, because I was I was wanting people to cry, you know, be on the floor rolling and all that. I didn't get that response, and my songs were not. I don't think at that time they were memorable, memorable in the hearts of people, you know, people that did things. I mean, people that listened to it at that time. So it just got to a point that I I lost all passion and drive for writing music or writing songs and all. I literally just stopped. Um, I could write and if somebody ever came and told me that, hey, Binga, your song is beautiful, I literally felt it was just, it was flattery, right? Some form of of, of flattery um, statement like that. And, and, you know, I really didn't believe that they were good. Really didn't believe it. It's hard to accept it, but yeah, I didn't believe it was good. And it somehow stopped me from sharing what I had with the world. Now, over time, it did build some level of envy because um, it's like, and my envy was not even to people. My envy was targeted towards God. Like, hello, hello, sir. My Lord and my King, how far are your guys here? You know, you gave me a gift of writing songs and all. And it seems like the world is not accepting it. And more so, it's like the people that I, I believe should or the people that I want to 
connect with, you know, acknowledge it, are not doing it. It's, it was quite painful. Oh, I remember there was a time that I taught a set of people a song with so much passion and then it turned to a joke, you know, they were laughing, doing some certain things. There was a certain level of disinterest. It was, it was quite a painful experience. And I just told myself that, nope, I'm not doing it again. Let me just stay. But then, you know, God told me one time and he said, the problem is that you always think your audience is here. Number two, you always think that your, your impact is just based on numbers. The people that come and meet you, do you get... If you... Jesus went over to a particular place and there was a, a possessed man in a cave, you know, chained. He was, you know, he would sometimes break off his chains because of the weight of demon possession that he had. And, you know, the man with legion, for those of us that know the Bible story, right? And when Jesus delivered him, he wanted to follow Jesus and he was like, nah, you need to go and tell people of the good works that God has done for you. And because when Jesus cast casted out the demons from the man, he casted the demons into swine, right? Swine or pigs. And then the pigs ran into the ocean and died. And then they, they literally told Jesus to depart from that land. So it looked like Jesus only won one soul. But that one soul went to preach in ten cities. Now imagine if he did not acknowledge the fact that one person was valuable enough. You see, because most times we think that the message that we carry or the things that we carry have impact because thousands listen. It always starts from one and then it spreads. Or Jesus at the well and then the lady, the Samaritan woman comes over to him at the well, right? And then he speaks to her and she gain some level of conviction about her own personal life and it just looks like um, it, it was just one person that received that word just one person that received that word but then at the end of the day she goes back into her city testifies and then they make a statement that we heard these things from you but now we have witnessed it with our own eyes imagine if the Lord did not value that one individual what would have happened and you know, he brought these instances to me. He says, Bingo, do not be in a haste to downgrade what I have given you because it has not gotten the receptivity that you think makes it powerful. For every time that you dispense what you give, what I've given you to the world, you are sowing seeds, seeds that other people would reap and enjoy the fruits from. There's this, um, I remember when I went to school in Bauchi, you know, playing the guitar and everything. Um, there was one guy, his name is Ruben, you know, followed me and learned as much as he could, showed him quite a lot of things. And it looks like that was just Ruben. But then, you know, he moved over to another um, campus. And then all of a sudden, in that campus, there are like little pockets of individuals learning how to play the guitar, spending nights and time in worship. And, you know, he went back to his local government, back to his hometown, and still creating all of those pockets. So every time when I get to visit them in Bauchi, when I get to Boguru, they're like, oh my God, this is the Bingada I taught Ruben, this is the Bingada I taught Ruben. 
Now, that one individual that that seed was sown into, right, was the the, the point of spreading. I, I If not that I went to Bogoro to see them, or if not that I visit and I frequent the land of Bauchi, it, it, it would have been extremely hard for me to know the extent of the impact. My younger brother... Um, we were in the same secondary school. So when I was in SS3, he was in GS1. And when he was in SS3, there was a song that I wrote, I think in my SS1 or my SS2. And a particular friend of mine told me that he didn't like it until we now sang it. And it became an anthem in this school. And as far as I know, I heard that they still sing the song today. Right? This is over 16 years ago. Yeah, over over 18 years ago. Ah, that's over 20 years ago, apparently. Over 20 years ago, the song that I taught the choir in my school, they still sing it in the school today. And it blesses them. They, they sing it because it blesses them, apparently. So, if if all I see, if all I see about what God has given me is just within the scope of my sight then I'm really, really devaluing it. I am really, really devaluing it. So what's the admonition really in all of this? Whatever God has placed in your life, Tyler, it is a gift. It is a gift in the sense that you did not earn it. You did not necessarily work for it. It was placed in you divinely value it then it is a gift meaning that it is something that would serve nations you have to believe that Tyler you have to believe it you cannot be the one that is devaluing right downgrading what God has given you because it does not have some certain level of acceptance you cannot be that person in fact let other people look at your gift in a way that is not valuable do not be amongst those people your own perception of what God has given you is the most important perception that you'd have. Because people can look at you and be like, hey, Binga, you're an amazing songwriter. But if I do not see it in that perspective, I will not be able to dish it out with that same value. I would always dish it out from the place of it's not good or it's not something that is capable of being a blessing to people. What God has given you, Tyler, it is a gift. You could be a very, very skilled hairdresser, right? So you just find out that I had this friend of mine that says that when when they were young, they used to, here we call it plate, they used to plate the the the, the hairs of mango. So after they, they've taken their mango in our words, after they, 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 they suck or drink the mango, right? All of those hairs that they used it to learn how to plate. And there are some people that it's extremely neat, extremely neat, or very, very creative. And it may look like, ah, what is it? Um, how valuable is it? Or how can I, you know, how can anybody be blessed by it? That particular thing that you're downgrading, somebody else is probably craving for it. One thing that you should always ask yourself, Tyler, is... How can this that I do sincerely reveal Jesus, sincerely reveal God, or sincerely bless my generation? Now, I, I, I really do believe I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus. 
and I am obsessed about the kingdom of God. I do believe and I do hope that people come into the knowledge of God. But I also understand that a lot of you may not necessarily subscribe to my convictions um, in as much as I would want you to. I respect the fact that you have your own personal convictions. I just believe that one of the things that we can all agree on is that we can be able to serve the world with our gift, right? So you may not necessarily look at it from the perspective of a Christian, but always try to find out how what you have can serve the world. So it could be hairdressing, it could be painting, it could be whatever it is, right? But you've got to look at it from the from the fact that this skill was given, this gift was given because it was able or it is capable rather of serving people. Capable of serving people. One thing I am particularly grateful for um, are the kind of songs that I listened to while growing up. So yeah, I got exposed to secular music early, you know, and the likes. So it did inform the quality of my musical knowledge, right? I was taught musical, I was taught music on a theoretical basis, right? So I do have like little, little understandings here and there. But the faith-based songs that I heard really, really fashioned me. So for instance, there's this song, there's this group called New Worlds to Discover. And there was this one that they sang, um, Welcome out, welcome out in your shoes. Don't look, don't look down, criticize or abuse. Take the time to see the things he's going through. See just how he feels, welcome out in his shoes. Now, it's talking about putting yourself in the position of other people before acting. And so it kind of like informed my mind that don't just act irrational, right? Don't just do things from a selfish point of view. Always try to find out how other people feel about it, how it affects the, the, the feelings of others, right? And that was a major point. So one of the songs that really, really did bless me was... Um, I, 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 I can't remember. It says something, I will use for God or something. So it says, um, Samson had a jawbone, Aaron had a rod... Um, someone had a this is Shama had an ox gold um, something had a lie. Mary had a needle, David had a sling but it was just talking about all of those little things that people necessarily um, despise, so for instance right, the soldiers uh, trained soldiers were threatened by an enemy of God called Goliath Right, talking about an enemy of God called Goliath, and you know they're trained in swords and everything. And the and you know David had the courage to go over and meet Saul and say that um, he wants to be the one to fight him. And you know, since he volunteered, Saul tried to give him his armor, but he said that this is not I'm I'm used to it. It was heavier and all. He went and picked five stones and went into sling. One of the things that Goliath told him is that why do you insult me by bringing a boy? you know, to come and fight me with sling and everything. And David made mention of something. He said, he said, I do not come to you with sling and stone, but I come in the name of the Lord, the angels of armies, right, that you have defied. He understood that what he carried within him is what really gave value to the gift, right? That's what really gave value to the gift. The consciousness of the person that gave him, Right? The person that is fueling it is what gave 
value to that gift. And while everybody was looking at how they could use, you know, um, weapons of mass destruction or whatever, he carried a, a smooth stone, very, very insulting, but a smooth stone and a sling mastered by him. And with that thing that was easily despised, right? He was able to bring down a giant. Now, there wasn't any other record that he consistently used that, but I'm just trying to say that there are certain things in our lives that we typically downgrade, but if we put ourselves to it and apply ourselves to mastery, those things can bring down a lot of giants. It can make us... When you think of the name David in the Bible, right? What you attribute it is how he brought down Goliath with a sword, I mean, with a with stone and sling. There are other things. There, there are a lot of battles that he fought. A lot of battles that he fought with the sword. But you're not... Um, that's not what draws you to, to him. What draws you to him is that sling and stone story. Or that the fact he was a musician, right? And through his music, he was able to bring deliverance. The very guitar that Binga plays has that ability to do that. It's me that is looking at it from the perspective that it is not something valuable. Dear Tyler, you've got to be confident in what God has placed in you. And you've got to look at it from the viewpoint that it is a gift. First to you, a gift that um, God has given you that is peculiar to you. Then a gift to the world. The world needs what you carry, Tyler. The world needs what you carry. You've got to do everything within your power, everything within your consciousness to convince yourself that what you carry is valuable. What you carry is valuable. I know that I've really, really spent time on this, but you've got to look at it from a gift. Be, be, um, begin to approach it from that standpoint of a valuable thing, a valuable thing. Do you know how when somebody, especially somebody that you love, right, gifts you something so precious, the way that you keep it. I have presently right now, I think there are, okay, there are three guitars in my four guitars in my room one is for somebody actually but typically i have four guitars um i've bought only one and two one two yes two were gifts two were gifts it's extremely difficult for me to ever give out that one it's just because it holds memories of the love that the person has to me so this way that i handle it when um because it is a gift right and that's what we need to do. You've got to guard what God has given you, Tyler. You have to guard it. Guard it. Look at it from the eyes of someone precious. This is the last thing that I would say. God gave me an analogy way back then. And it was a little bit misconstrued by people. And I think it, 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 it's really my fault. It's the way that I presented it. But... Somebody holds a handkerchief. A handkerchief is, you know, just a piece of cloth that was probably designed in a nice pattern or so. Now, if my handkerchief falls, right, just being out, my handkerchief falls, it's not really much of a big deal. But imagine if that was the handkerchief of Bill Gates. And maybe he says, ah, oh, this was a handkerchief, my own personal handkerchief, Right? This is my own personal handkerchief and I want to gift it to you. Same handkerchief. Back then it was 15 naira, if not because of fuel subsidy now. Right? But let's say 15 naira, less than a dollar. Right? And they give you one from me, one from Bill Gates. Same handkerchief. 
but because the person that gave you the gift is an expression of the giver it's an expression of the giver when you ever doubt your gift remember who gave you dear tyler whenever you doubt your gift remember who gave you that's how valuable it is whenever you doubt your gift remember who gave you the gift that's how valuable it is so i really really do hope that um this blessed you right i really hope that this blessed you and um let's just pray father thank you so much for the gifts lord that you have placed in us thank you lord because you are helping us build confidence and build value in that gift that irrespective of how far we have to go to be able to refine the gift that lord we will not downplay it will not downgrade it will not look at it from the perspective of something light but lord will value it help us to build that gift and to dispense it oh god with honor and with grace thank you lord in jesus mighty name we have prayed so i really hope that this blessed you please remember to share this podcast with others right um let people know about dear tyler keep on praying for us and yeah if you want to support dear tyler why not just slide into dear tyler dm on instagram and then i'll be able to put you through some of the things that we need but yes um as most importantly i just really hope that this blesses you and it gets to the ears of other people so this is me signing out tyler you're getting an episode tomorrow right so this is me signing out tyler remember that i love you i believe in you and i am always always rooting for you bye